Usually you'd buy a warehouse module that can connect to the inventory management system. You're listening to Australia's podcast for accountants, Tax Talks, the podcast to grow your firm. to episode 307 of Text Talks. This is Heide Robson and thank you to Class for sponsoring this episode. In the last episode, Jerry Wombick of Wow Connect discussed ERP systems with you. ERP stands for Enterprise Resource Planning. In this episode, let's ask Jerry three listener questions about ERP. The first listener question is about inventory and warehouse management systems and to what extent these two need to talk to each other for batch tracking. The second listener question is about the market position of SAP in Australia, or SAP. And the third question is about how you handle varying purchase costs, shipping costs, and FX differences in zero, and how an ERP system handles this. Here's Jerry Warmbick of WOW Connect. question is actually a question from a listener, Timothy Bartholomew, and he asks, is it possible to have an effective batch tracking ERP without the system being linked to your warehouse management system? And then he goes on and says, in the past, we had a scenario where the ERP offered no link to the warehouse system, which also housed our WIP. And mm -hmm. so I concluded that the ERP was inferior to the prior paper batch tracking process, the signature and hand populated forms. Okay. I'm struggling with this one, but does it make sense to you? It does. It does. So first question is, obviously, this was a business that needed batch tracking and you can have batch tracking in an inventory module without having batch tracking so is it I, i don't you shouldn't but but you can actually have a, an inventory system and then a separate warehouse system and sometimes that warehouse system is i'll, I'll give an example as a client we were working with in barrel recently and they had an erp which had their inventory system they were using in the office and they had their accounting system in it and everything connected with their sales but then they had to use an, a completely different software in the warehouse so they were warehouse management system was a completely different software in the warehouse and they had to uh, because the ERP itself didn't have sufficient warehouse management software to run their warehouse the way they wanted to run it so you had to use it can I just very quickly in interrupt you there of course and, and that is how can inventory be separate from warehouse because the inventory sits mm -hmm. in the warehouse so by having a warehouse yeah. management system of course you also do the inventory correct yes correct no you're 100% correct so warehouse management system systems as a system in its on itself is usually managed to manage the detail inside the warehouse when an inventory management system will record what's coming into the warehouse what's going out of the warehouse and what is being moved around the warehouse at a high level the warehouse management module for example will manage your actual bin locations and exactly where everything is in the warehouse right down to a bin location level they'll be able that'll help you determine how to move stock from you know let's imagine you've got three shelves and it'll help you determine what stock you have on each shelf and then when you need to replenish the bottom bin because the bottom bins had all the stock picked out of it and need to be able to pick it. So a warehouse management system in this example, where you sort of have two separate modules that are interrelated, usually the warehouse management system can do more detail than the inventory management system can. 
Does that make sense? So yes, it makes yeah, sense. So, so, so inventory management system manages inventory and the warehouse, but it's sometimes at a higher level than the warehouse management system, which is sort of a more deeper layer. Sometimes you can run an ERP and just not buy the WMS module, the warehouse management system module, which means that you don't want to manage the warehouse in a lot of detail. You just want to manage it at a higher level, which is what inventory management module does. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. So for example, your inventory system will tell you, you have 10 boxes of something. And yep. then your warehouse management system will tell you, you have 10 boxes in row 15 on shelf 17. Correct. But that means whenever a box leaves the warehouse, mm-hmm. you need to basically enter it into two systems. You need to mm-hmm. tell the warehouse management system that those mm-hmm. 10 boxes are no longer on row 15, shelf 17. Mm-hmm. And you need to tell the inventory system that the 10 boxes are gone. Generally, the modules are connected in that if you have the two modules, they will be connected in some way. Usually you'd buy a warehouse module module that can connect to the inventory management system. What You've got the correct analysis between the two functions of the systems, and usually they are connected, so you don't have to do them in both systems but obviously you're sort of you're almost in the same boat as you would with two add-ons you have to then make sure that everything flows between the two systems and and you know you're using a connection and there can be problems with connections etc so so that's that sort of high level understanding of the two is correct so in relation to timothy's question if we're talking about batch tracking so generally and, and i see this more in where you have a third party warehouse than actually your own warehouse okay so in a lot of the cases people will be running an inventory management system or an ERP that has an inventory management module and they'll want to do batch tracking. But what happens then is that they use a third-party warehouse, so someone providing warehousing services for them. They'll use a third-party warehouse and that warehouse either is that their system even if you can connect it, their system might not have the ability to track the batches physically inside the actual system or the third-party warehouse is not willing to track the batches inside the system. So, for example, you might be selling food, for example, you might be selling food and inside your inventory management system, you can record that you made this batch of food or you purchased this batch of food and it has this particular batch number on it. But then you, when that food goes into the warehouse and the batch number is physically on it, it might be physically on the, the warehouse, uh, on the, in the boxes, on the boxes. But if the people in the warehouse are not willing or the system they use isn't capable of actually capturing the batch number to show where that batch number is going to the fact that that batch number just left the warehouse today then it's then you you lose your traceability so you don't you might as well not you can't might as well not run batch tracking inside your inventory system because the warehouse management system either it can't handle it or the people that are running it can't handle the process involved to be able to put it in. A lot of people think they want batch tracking all the time. I think I mentioned to this last time, but then they find out what it takes to do it. And they're like, oh no, don't worry about it. We're, we're okay. So unless they're required by like TGA, the Therapeutic Goods Association, some health food association forcing them to do it, a lot of people just decide it's too hard. So that means you can only do batch tracking if your inventory system allows batch tracking Mm -hmm. and also if your warehouse management system allows batch tracking and if you do your warehouse management for example Mm -hmm. through a 3pl service who doesn't offer batch tracking Mm -hmm. then your whole batch tracking aspirations are (laughs) exactly exactly that's right yeah exactly so i think that's a system question so yeah so now coming 
back to let me just very quickly read his question again is it possible to have an effective batch tracking erp without the system being linked to your warehouse management system and the answer is no you can only have an effective batch tracking system if your inventory system is linked to your warehouse management system yep in the past, we had a scenario where the ERP offered no link to the warehouse system, which also housed WIP. And mm -hmm. so I concluded that the ERP was inferior to the prior paper batch tracking process with signature and hand-populated mm -hmm. forms. I think this last comment doesn't isn't about batch tracking anymore, mm -hmm. correct? It's more so about production, I think. It's more so relating to batch tracking and the production process, given WIP was mentioned. So I would say in, in relation to that, it's always going to the features inside the ERP he was looking at obviously wasn't going to solve the requirements of the business that they had and, and wasn't able to connect that then I, I would be looking at it from terms of is there another ERP that obviously can handle those handle that it's not all ERPs it's just that particular ERP couldn't handle their requirements and that that's a major the major piece of it is there if the ERP can't do it is there connections that can do it so again it's not that people have to stay on paper it's just there may be other options for them to be able to get that functionality that they need so either you know that's it's pretty much there's there's that and then the other thing to remember is any integration any connection is always able to be done in a manual way and what i mean by that is not you have to sit there and type it but you can export and import data from one system and into another through quite an automated process through ftp servers where you know for example we have legacy systems or um, desktop erp systems where you can export a report and email it into a into a server and then that information can then be translated and then imported into a cloud system so there's tools out there that where you can even if i had a conversation with someone in new zealand the other day that has a legacy erp and they want to use zero and they don't want to use the erp the accounting module of the erp because it didn't have a whole bunch of things New Zealand required, but they really liked the ERP. Now they could use a solution like Entry Rocket, for example. Entry Rocket is an app that, that connects to Zero that was designed to take legacy old you know uh, system data big spreadsheets and 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 other things from a system and then automatically convert it into an imported into zero once you sort of build that that connection that's called a parser between the old piece of data as long as it that data stays in the same template and same format, you can actually import it into zero through add-ons like that. So you can still keep a, a legacy solution. Now, going back to the batch tracking, yeah, if we're just talking batch tracking and we're saying you've got an inventory solution and then the warehouse management system or the module is not recording the batching, then you've lost your traceability. That's the problem there. It's not functionality. It's not data connection. It's just the warehouse management system didn't have the functionality to continue to trace the products. But if we're talking about actually whether an ERP could suit that business or not, it's just a different ERP has to suit that business or a different ERP with different connections needs to needs to needs to help that business not the one he was looking at so Timothy yeah. basically has to ask three questions the mm -hmm. first one is do we really need batch tracking because batch mm -hmm. tracking is hard to do and costs money yes. if the answer is yes mm -hmm. then the next question is with the ERP we have at the moment can mm -hmm. we just create a link between the inventory system and the warehouse system mm -hmm. by 
exporting and importing mm -hmm. the data between the one and That's the it. other. And hopefully we can automate that import and export of data mm -hmm. so that we can kind of create an artificial link between the two. Correct. And if the answer to that is, is no, then the next question is, is there a link, or maybe you asked mm -hmm. this question first, yep. is, is it possible to, to link the two systems somehow? And yep. if you can neither build a link, nor you can export or import data, but you absolutely need batch tracking, mm -hmm. then you need to go for a different ERP that yes. can link to the warehouse management system. Correct, or has its own inbuilt warehouse management module that does everything you need, yes. Good. Next question is about SAP. Yes. You are a bit hesitant to talk about. <laughs> yes. Maybe I can just get a little bit of gut feeling from you. And that is, I have the feeling that in Europe, SAP is the best invention since sliced spread, or let me say okay. it differently. I think yeah. SAP has a very wide market penetration in, mm -hmm. in Europe, but maybe that is wrong. Maybe that is a thing of the past and SAP mm -hmm. has lost a little bit of market share. But mm -hmm. I have the feeling that in Australia, SAP doesn't have a large market share. Mm -hmm. I haven't really heard of any, I'm just not aware of any large corporation that uses SAP. So look, SAP from my, you know, I deal with certainly the smaller the smaller and medium businesses of the world, not the solutions that generally are using SAP with the types of businesses that we look at. So, um, you know, there's Fairfax newspapers and, and other big companies like that. I'm sure, you know, and I've sure from conversations in the past, whether they still use it or not, they were using solutions like SAP. So I think the really big businesses here in Australia likely do use, likely do use SAP, though it's not on the radar for most medium businesses that, that we're working with. Um, they, a lot of people these days are often looking, they'll come to me and they'll be looking at the different solutions that we offer and the apps that I've talked about. And, and they often will be putting SAP Business One, which is like a very, very pared back version of SAP to the test. But by the time you, you know, it's so pared back that it's almost not helpful to them or it's still too cost prohibitive sometimes. So SAP does come up sometimes, but it's not something that people are comparing to every day. Um, NetSuite has a much larger market share here in Australia than the likes of SAP and Microsoft Dynamics is another one that is thrown around as people are either moving from it or looking at it um, when, they're, when they're doing that. So they're definitely the two larger solutions that I see uh, that people are using compared to, compared to SAP. So the other way I sort of gauge on what people are using in-house is that a lot of people are not coming, when people are coming to me, I'm obviously looking for solutions for them, but they're also coming off solutions. And SAP is not one that that people are coming off very often in Australia, at least not in our level of businesses. So it's it's not like everybody's using it and wants to move off it and it's, and it's really common. It's I think if you're using it, um, I had one recently where someone had tried to install it and they just didn't install it successfully and they ended up ended up not continuing with it but it's that's the first person i've heard mention it in a while so it's mm. not a huge market share here so. but the decision to move onto sap and then to not succeed that would cost thousands <laughs> and thousands of dollars uh, i think quarter of a million dollars i think and they didn't succeed <laughs> so yes it was um it was uh, not a good decision i have two more questions for you mm -hmm. the first one is just in general you, you already hinted at it is most of your work implementing apps into zero or is most of your work implementing ERP? So moving people yep. from zero or desktop solutions to ERPs. Yeah. So most of our work is implementing zero plus the add-ons and that has been the bulk of our work. However, recently we've had more and more people come to us 
expecting too much from the zero ecosystem. And it's, it's when they want those things that we then offer in ERP because we just want to make sure that they get that, that they get what they need essentially. So we had someone recently come to us that, for example, we implement inventory management systems, but we've had quite a few, a lot of people come that they need detailed inventory, but they also need detailed manufacturing and they want a CRM as well. And those three things, you can't connect those things well together inside the zero ecosystem and get a really nice result because either a system is strong at inventory and not that strong at manufacturing or really strong at manufacturing and not that strong at inventory, or it has both of those things and doesn't have a CRM at all. So sometimes we're needing more and more, we're needing to offer an ERP solution because people want more out of what they can get from the zero apps or ecosystem, or they're just too big and they should never have been looking at zero in the first place. So in the past, it used to just be zero and QuickBooks Online and, and the add-ons. Now there is more ERP work that we're doing, but still zero plus the add-ons outweigh what we're doing with the ERPs at the moment. That surprises me. I, I would have thought that you would say, no, most of our work is in the ERP space and not in the add-on space. So I came from zero. So I, I've been using zero since 2009 and I trained on zero for many years so a lot of people know me and our business because of my connection and training on zero rather than the fact that the ERPs themselves so but now we at least can offer people a choice between the different options and help them decide and help them show when they can stay on zero and when they or when they zero is the right fit for them and they can confidently make that decision that they're happy with that for that time in their business and then maybe in future they will move on to an ERP or they'll know that they're making the right decision of an ERP now because they can see we show them in little videos exactly why zero plus add-ons is different to the ERP and they make the choice themselves so it really comes down to the client we offer both both options but it's yeah it just really depends on the client and the industry they're in my last question is actually something about inventory and zero mm -hmm. and that is about the cost system when you add a new item you mm -hmm. list the cost price mm -hmm. but what if that cost price changes mm -hmm. every time because you import it from overseas so you have mm -hmm. fx changes you have different mm -hmm. shipping etc mm -hmm. so what if your costs change every time because then when you raise a bill and you want to say uh, for example you bought 10,000 umbrellas mm -hmm. and Originally, you thought these 10,000 umbrellas would cost $3 each, but now you put it into the system and with FX changes and extra mm -hmm. shipping, it actually costs $3.10. You mm -hmm. actually can't add those mm -hmm. 10. The system, when you bring up the item code, puts it in with $3. How do you get around it? Or you can't mm -hmm. get around that? In zero, if you use zero alone, you can't manage landed costs at all or the, the through that. You've, you can't manage the freight costs on top of it. You can manage the exchange rate, but not the freight. So for example, you would, if you, the, the cost when you're adding a new product in zero, the cost is essentially just your purchase price in the currency that you buy it in. So if you buy it for $2.50 US and that's what you want to show on your purchase order, that's the price that you put in zero against the product. Now, when you go and buy that product and it costs you $2.50 US, but by the time that converts into Australian dollars, it's $3. When that bill gets paid and the foreign exchange or gain gets recognized against the bill, inside zero, it will take up the Australian 
cost value of $3 in that case for you. It will actually take up the cost value of $3 and it'll come into your stock on hand as $3. It's not going to change what the product looks like. The product card will still say US $2.50 or still say $2.50. That's in US dollars. It's not going to show that, but the actual average cost inside zero is going to show $3. Now you can't then add freight costs on top of that. Landed costs is, is what that function's called. You can't do that inside zero, but if you were using an inventory manager, system, different inventory management systems have different ways. Some of them can handle a, a multiple methods of landed costs. Some of them can only handle one, uh, one or two. So uh, if you need to manage landed costs, not just exchange rates, so the freight and those other costs, and you want to manage that either at an average cost level or at a FIFO cost level, there's different costing methods. However, you want to do that inventory management systems and of course ERP systems give you more functionality than what Xero does alone. Two questions to that just quickly. The first one is monetary lapse of concentration. So I apologize if you already (laughs) said that. So let's say an umbrella is $2.10 US dollars. When we set it up as an item, do we actually already identify the Australian dollar price or do we say it should be $3.10 for example? No. So we we just say $2.10. Yeah, it would be $2.10 is the purchase price against the product. And then when you go and raise, you can't, in zero, you can't even say who the supplier is. So you can't say it's a US dollar supplier or that $2.10 is US dollars. What happens is you go and raise a purchase order for the supplier. And then that supplier's default currency would be US dollars. And then you would add to it the products that you're paying. And that $2.10 comes into the amount field. And that's how it becomes US $2.10. So there's very little data about a product inside Zero's products, that, which is why we don't use it most of the time, which is why people need an inventory management system because Zero is so limited. But that's that $2.10 in this example would be US dollar purchase price because that, that cost price in the, the purchase price in the Zero product card is designed to be your agreed purchase price, not the actual landed cost of the product of the last time you bought it. I see. Okay, good. So when I set up the item, I just said $2.10. I don't mm-hmm. specify the currency. Yep. When I link the bill from a certain supplier mm-hmm. to that item and the mm-hmm. bill is in US dollars, mm-hmm. then the system picks the $2.10 up as mm-hmm. a US dollar. But of yep. course, if I then buy for some reason get the same umbrella from an Australian supplier mm-hmm. and the price is in Australian dollars, mm-hmm. we'll pick up the $2.10 again and then Correct. think that it's Australian dollars. Correct. So that's one problem. And then, uh, so now it picks it up as $2.10 US dollars because the mm-hmm. supplier is in the US. And then it doesn't actually translate it. It leaves the bill in US dollars and then I match the Australian dollar payment to it and then the system calculates an FX. Correct. And then with shipping, I I actually think the shipping and the varying shipping cost, I think that's actually easy because in the bill, you just add that as a line and you don't identify an an item code Mm -hmm. and hence the shipping is just whatever it is. Well, in that case, you'd be, as long as you want to expense the shipping uh, and not capitalize it. So expensing the shipping means you're just going to post it straight to the freight account. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But if you want to actually capitalize it and apply the freight costs to all of the goods that were on that purchase order, that's when you need an inventory management system that can handle landed costs. Yes, exactly. And when when you just mentioned shipping cost and you said expense, I said cost of sales. Of yep. course, that was wrong of me to say because cost of sales only comes from inventory. 
So mm -hmm. if I list the shipping cost without an item code, of course, I have to link it to an expense account. I can't mm -hmm. link it to cost of sales because yep. cost of sales only picks up the movement in inventory. You're not completely incorrect in that what you most people do is is you, on your PL, you will have you will have your sales in your income section, and then the next section will be your cost of goods sold accounts. So you'll often have a whole bunch of expense accounts that are assigned to the cost of gold cost of goods sold section that will help you identify all of the different costs that are related to selling those items. So it's sort of a group of expense accounts separate to your operating expenses. So those that freight account would still be assigned to the group of accounts that is your cost of goods sold because it is an expense of selling your goods. In this case, it's not applied to your actual stock, but it is still an expense of selling your goods. So just like you get merchant fees, you know, merchant fees are, are a cost of selling your goods. If you have to pay PayPal something for something you just sold and that's a fee, that's still a cost of goods sold fee an account that, that you want to apply so that you can see your gross margin of of how much money you've made when you've sold a good what it costs for you to to sell that good and then that gives you a gross gross profit before you then of course put in all of your operating expenses so it's yeah not 100 you weren't incorrect it's just it's just not capitalized so yeah <laughs> Welcome back. Sorry, we covered varying purchase costs in Zero, and that Zero can't really handle varying purchase costs. But I forgot to drill deeper into how ERP systems handle this. The bottom line is that most ERPs can handle varying purchase costs, but we might discuss this again soon. In the next episode, episode 308, I think the topic will be when the ATO calls. But I'm not 100% sure yet, but I think that is what it will be. Until then, thank you for listening and thank you to Class for their support. Bye for now and see you in the next episode.